0: Hello, stargazers. Welcome to 7th House Astrology, where I take any topic that is astrological or related to relationships and romance. I investigate it under the lens of sinistry astrology, otherwise known as love or relationship astrology, to find out the truth about relationships and about love, or at least what astrology has to say about it. I am your host, Sandra Misak, and I'm so glad that you guys have joined me for today. And today's episode is the chart of the moment and what that has to state about relationships. Now, I just want to make a note here. There were some planets that actually jumped, like Mars recently, just jumped actually sorry not Mars Mercury recently just jumped from Leo to Virgo and it looked like Mars also jumped a couple degrees as well too so they are now conjunct but when I saw them last weekend Mars and Mercury were also conjunct Venus retrograde so I'm going to read both interpretations at this time. Uh, What might have happened, you know, what what I might have read for last week still may pertain. And then also, obviously, what happens this week will absolutely pertain or what happens now will will absolutely pertain. But above and beyond all, it looks like, um, you know, even though the basically the uh, generational planets have not shifted. So basically Saturn's the same. Neptune's the same. Pluto's the same. They're all in retrograde which is oh so fun. (laughs) Um, Even Jupiter and Uranus are still in the same positions uh, in Taurus. There are indeed some differences. One difference being that the sun has shifted from Cancer to Leo since we last did this uh, episode. And, of course, Venus as of the 22nd of July, so actually the day before Leo season officially begun. So uh, the sun was zero degrees Leo on the 23rd of July, and actually the day before that, Venus went retrograde. So um, as we kind of know, or as we can kind of guess right now, Venus kind of stole the show this week. But um, not just this week, but just within this particular chart. So to start off with, with the sun though, the sun is actually um, it's in Leo. Which, you know, with my episode on Leo season, we would obviously indicate that as, you know, hey, everybody's really excited to relate. They want to relate to everybody. Life's a big party where everybody's kind of invited. And there's this big, vibrant, sunny energy that usually accompanies Leo season. Well, this season kind of got a little bit of a dampener. Not only is there Venus retrograde, but also uh, the Sun is actually squared Jupiter at this time, as well as Uranus. So what this means to have Uranus squared means that a lot of people are feeling a little more impulsive than usual and um, a little more impulsive than usual Leo, Leo season as well. Also, along with the fact that we are a little top heavy Leo wise with this chart, one thing that I do kind of see with uh, the sun squared Uranus is that a lot of people are being erratic in trying to gain attention towards themselves is what I've noticed lately as well. Like kind of not making the most wisest of decisions. They think in the moment, well, especially since there's a lot of attention seeking behavior right now. Um, it seems like a lot of people are just thinking in the the moment and not really thinking broadly as to, you know, Hey, if I walk in front of this person, you know, which actually happened to me, um, this week, one person just decided to just walk, like he was about an inch close away from me and just walked right in front of me, like, like walked right across from me and then, um, continued to walk, you know, straight ahead. So, I mean, things like that, I I could just tell that there was a lot of impulse behind that decision, that there wasn't a lot of clear headed thinking behind that decision as well. Um, You know, there was just a lot of, gee, I can get her attention, I can get her attention right now and exhibit A. Um, And I'm seeing that kind of across the board. I've just been seeing that across the board in my own life. But I also um, can just kind of see where in relationships, there's just a lot of, um, you know, not really thinking things through and just kind of doing things impulsively at the moment. Um, Also, with the the attention-seeking behavior, Stargazers, um, not only do I have my episode on attention-seeking behavior and how to fix that. Um, But if you do find yourself either having any of the influences mentioned outside your ascendant, or if you have any sort of influences um, outside your eighth house, or um, even outside your fifth house, or um, I think there were, I think it was like the, the ascendant, the first house, the fifth house and the eighth house. If you have any aspects that are floating around out there and you're kind of feeling like you need to, you know really kind of gain people's attention because you're feeling less than or you're feeling less significant, which I know usually kind of accompanies the attention seeking behavior, again, take a look at your chart um, because you may have a lot more that's working for you. Than against you, especially if you have an ascendant in, and you know, I've mentioned, I also mentioned this a little more further, um, in the attention seeking behavior episode, but you know, especially if you have an ascendant in a fixed sign, if you have Pluto conjunct the moon, Pluto conjunct, uh, uh, Venus, if you have a prominent Pluto position, as well too, or also a prominent um, Libra position in your chart, like a Libra ascendant or a prominent Jupiter position. Um, take a look at those those uh, planets, take a look at where they're placed in your chart. Um, definitely check out the, the episode that I just mentioned as well. But, um, you know, just kind of note that you have a lot more going for you and that you don't necessarily need to act in erratic senses of behavior, like, you know, trying to, gain someone's attention by cutting in front of them. You don't need to cut in front of, you don't really need to kind of gain attention in negative ways at all, you know, like either following closely behind somebody or cutting in front of somebody or doing something that could be really unsavory and really could cost you. Well, I'm going to say this gentleman, especially with the gentleman out there, if you're looking to be a lady magnet or you're looking to be, you know, you're looking to score, um, I would say take this time with uh, the, the sun squared Uranus to maybe study up on one of Jane Austen's novels. I recommend Pride, or Prejud- Pride and Prejudice or Emma and really study either Mr. Darcy or Mr. Knightley and their behaviors, and their attributes. And then I would say model, maybe like pick a behavior, pick an attribute in the novel that really kind of suits, yeah, you know, really women are really kind of drooling over, that you're noticing women drooling over, and start role modeling that, start modeling that. You know, um, know, in general, I think really that's going to help you to score a date if that's what you are after at this particular time. And I think that's going to help you when it comes to reputation, when it comes to getting attention, just overall. I I just think that that's that's going to be a savory idea. And I've noticed it's mainly the guys who've been kind of susceptible to this, but I'm sure that there are ladies out there who've made some... Decisions that they really kind of regret and that feel a little bit attention-seeking. And again, like I said, I would say that that's the Sun squared Uranus and also uh, Venus retrograde is also squared Uranus at this time too. We'll be getting into that in just a moment. But, you know, having that influence with Uranus, that the erratic impulse, you know, almost like impulsive sort of measures uh, really don't help in that regard. But I would just say, um, really start, I would just say if you are susceptible to this um, Leos, I think you're also going to be feeling this because wherever the sun's position is, it's kind of close to your sun's position. Um, And also on top of that, with this Uranus square, you might feel the tension just a little bit more. Again, just try to model or just try to find a model of behavior that you really admire Uh, For me, I actually, as a Leo myself, um, I, I actually model after emotional intelligence and really just make sure that I'm emotionally mature and emotionally intelligent in the things that I do and just try to model good behavior all the way around or just try to model some of the principles from that, you know, kind of learning from my mistakes instead of acting victim to them. Little easier said than done with that one. Um, you know, kind of just, you know, kind of asking, um, some of my enemies for advice, as well as some of my closest friends for advice, as opposed to condemning my enemies and bringing my friends closer. Um, kind of like bringing your enemies in closer, bring your, your friends in close. Sometimes, you know, even for somebody who I don't really agree with, I might ask them for advice, whether or not they want to give it, um, I, I still ask them for advice. And really just try to do my best to treat everyone on equal footing or on an equal par. And uh, you know, like I said, for me that kind of works, that's like a model of behavior that works for me. Um I'd mentioned maybe modeling after a particular fictional character in either a television um movie or movie movie or a book or a novel. Um You know, as I've said, just any, any way in which you have positive behavior modeled for you, I think that will be a good um kind of call for this particular transit, Um, especially with Uranus where – and I would just say with Uranus, pump the brakes. You know, if you feel kind of inclined and you're feeling really impulsive and really kind of suddenly inspired to do something, maybe halt on that for a little bit and really kind of see – the bigger picture surrounding around that issue. You know, you might, you might be surprised that when you kind of halt, you see the bigger picture around, like say cutting somebody off for attention. Well, that's going to turn that person off in getting, you know, the the attention that you're going to seek is that person's turned off. And that that might not be what you were seeking after to begin with, or say that you're following closely behind somebody. They can turn around and smack you for all that you know, or they can turn around and beat you up for all that you know, because you're in their personal space or worse, pull out the, mace, you know, depending on where you're at, they can pull out the mace and spray your face, um, depending on their mood as well too. Or, you know, they could just, I mean, they could be really thoroughly annoyed as opposed to flattered about what you're doing. So again, like when you kind of pump the brakes a little bit, see the bigger picture, I think that'll bring some clarity and, you know, something to kind of, you know, strive for when it comes to the sun squared Uranus as well. The sun squared Jupiter usually indicates an excessive um, amounts of something. So it's kind of a mild square. And again, this is the same with Venus retrograde, quite a mild square, um, but I would say with the sun, it, there's usually an excess. Uh, you know, like something is in excess um, in some way, shape, or form. Um, I would say pertaining to relationships, there might be a little bit of an obsession towards sex. Is how I would kind of view this towards, uh, sort of square. Also, when it just comes to like say friendships, or when it comes to coworkers. There might be little obsessions about little things that really don't mean a a heck of a lot as what you're getting, what you're giving to them. You know, when it comes to Jupiter, we kind of like to. You know, like say somebody's not paying attention to you right away, we might want to focus on what's the bigger picture of this issue. And, you know, if someone's not paying attention to you, there could be an easy fix. Um, I know I used to have a coworker who would just obsess over, you know, not responding or glorifying him when he would give me pointers or not, you know, paying attention to him every single second. Well, there were reasons for that. You know, people are busy with work. Um, you know, when it comes to input, sometimes people are a little busy with work that they can bring in the input, take the notes on it, and then continue on with their day, you're you're not going to be glorified and getting a gold star every single time. But I kind of find with um, the sun square Jupiter, there's a lot of, you know, obsessing over things that really, as I said, just don't mean a lot. Um, in the bigger picture, normally I think there's a, you know, just to kind of ease this sort of tension, um, I would say really just kind of take a look at the, the bigger picture of maybe whatever, however, somebody is behaving, if you're in a friendship group or with a coworker, maybe has nothing to do with you at all. Maybe it has something to do with their broader horizon and their bigger picture with, um, you know, in relationships, like with dating, or within um, marriages as well too, there might be a little bit of an extravagance when it comes to sex, and that's where I would say maybe um, practicing forms of tantra. Um, I kind of recommend. I think I recommended this within the last "Char of the Moment" episode, but just kind of um, you know, tantra is not just about sex exactly. You know, and with the sex, it's not about the eight hour session. Thank you, Sting. Um, Really, it's more about enjoying yourself, being in, you know, really in the present moment, being present with your partner, being present with you, what works for you as well too. And also, you know, Tantra can extend beyond the bedroom, you know, like say that you are leaning in for a kiss, maybe being more present with that kiss. How does your partner's energy feel when you're in, his or her energy feel or field. Um, how does your energy feel being within that energy field? That might be, you know, like I said, again, that might be really erotic. It might be really inspiring. It might be loving. It might be compassionate. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of an interesting exercise all the way around, or when you're holding hands too, being more present, or when you're touching each other, being a little more present to that touch and also to that energy and to the energy of your partner as well. It's like kind of tuning in really towards your partner and really just trying to be more present with one another. It's like two lovers really just trying to be far more present with one another. So, like, a, as I mentioned with the last chart of the moment, I think that could help ease the tension between the sun and uh, square Jupiter as well. So, as mentioned earlier, so when I last looked at the chart of the moment, which was Saturday of last week, um, I had noticed not only Venus retrograde, but she was actually conjunct both Mars as well as Mercury, which was really super interesting to kind of feel. And I could really feel it because it was right out. Well, it's like, yeah, thank you, planets, right outside my first and second houses. Wow, can I can't express enough love for you right now? Oh my goodness, um, it's been a whirlwind of, of a month. I do have to say, um, astrologically wise. Well, um, what I so originally for this last week. You know, last time that I took a look at the chart, one thing that I've been noticing with Venus retrograde is that not only um, not only does re- Venus retrograde bring out the nasty in us and kind of project that forward, mainly because we are looking within to try to improve or we're causing, actually, I, I'm just going to flat out say that the planetary influence of Venus retrograde causes us to look inward, whether we like it or not look inward and see how we can improve socially and also how we can improve um, with our um, inner beauty, so to speak, and relating with ourselves as well, too. Um, And also relating to our surroundings, you know, a little bit better, um, relating to our surroundings from the inside out as well, too but uh with venus retrograde um the first thing that usually comes out is the nasty the nastier side and i've had so many evil eyes from people it's not even funny so i can definitely tell um there are some that are kind of not taking this transit very well um to begin with but especially if you're leo's you, can, you might have felt might have been feeling the tension well as if that's not enough um the conjunction with Mars, and also with Mercury, have really like brought that out. And uh, let's just say yours truly is not above the law on this one. (laughs) Uh, The week before, um, so I was actually transferred to another department, and I had a really big project. Let's just say the week before, like right when Venus went retrograde, there was one day where I found myself swearing at the computer because this big project was not going the way I wanted it to go and it was not going right so to speak and also life was not going the way I wanted it wanted it to go um i was just just kind of having like an enneagram 1 type of moment um or just having a virgo type of moment and let's just say my coworkers not only overheard me swearing at the computer but also, they kind of heard things like, oh, gee, I guess I'll go to bed without dinner tonight. Well, good news to everyone who's like, oh my God, you went to bed without dinner? Nope, good news, I went to bed with dinner in my stomach. Bad news the next day. You know, luckily this was on a Thursday, and, you know, the next day was a Friday, so I could kind of try to bounce back from that situation and then have the weekend for everyone to kind of forget about it crossing my fingers, you know, hoping that everyone forgets about it and then, um, start again on that Monday. But, uh, yeah, I, let's just say my crown was definitely tarnished for sure. <laughs> my Leo crown was definitely tarnished. One thing that you know, and I could definitely tell it was definitely the nasty, my nastiness coming out. So I think the biggest thing that I could just state right now, um, Is just being really aware and being really mindful of how you're coming across is really very important at this time. Um, I had to learn this the hard way. So like I said, not exempt. I'm not above anybody. Um, Just because I host an astrology podcast does not mean I'm perfect. Uh, That, that has become abundantly clear every day. (laughs) Um, But with, um, this particular conjunction, especially with Mercury and wanting to express things outward with words, with Mars wanting to express things outward with aggression. It's just, I think the best way to kind of pair this, um, transit Is just, you know, for me at that particular time was to be very mindful of my actions and be very mindful as to how I'm coming across. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you need to focus on your breath. Um, One thing that really helps me is that if I'm getting overwhelmed with anger or I'm just getting overwhelmed with something um, at work, that's a great opportunity. I, I sometimes look at the time. It like aligns quite nicely when I need to take a break, or even if it does not align quite nicely when I need to take a break, it's just, yeah, I need a miniature break to go to the bathroom and then come back and start anew. Or, you know, maybe when it comes to like, say there's a confrontation as well too, where everything is just escalating to quite a point, which I can also see with um, uh, Venus retrograde conjunct Mars. You know, just the arguments just continuing to escalate with your loved one. And then as if that's not enough, the, you know, with mercury, everything's being expressed that should not be expressed. That's where um, Dr. Jonathan Deckard also mentioned, you know, like say you're getting to um, a fight with your loved one, maybe just saying something along the lines of, you know what? I'm really getting really hot. I'm really getting really heated. I'm getting really angry. And I'm going to say something that I'm going to regret later. It's like, why don't we table this discussion and we'll get back to it when I'm a little calmer. It's like, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm getting really hot. I'm getting really angry. Um, Can we table this discussion and then come back to it later? And most people... Um, you know, somebody has to be crazy to say, no, I want to fight more. Um, you know, most individuals, and I think many loved ones would be like, yeah, that actually sounds like a great idea. So that's another, um, recommendation that I give with Venus retrograde conjunct Mars and conjunct Mercury. Uh, if you're feeling a little tense, um, if you're in an argument, or if you're like me, you're at work. Um, you know your coworkers are looking at you funny because you're you're kind of frustrated and you're kind of trying to get your your land legs, or you're just frustrated with a particular project. Um, again, being more mindful could just be again kind of taking those subtle breathers away from. relationships at hand as well, too. And also, I think another um, tool that's been helpful for me during this time, you know, especially since I had my labs, was again, it's from Mind Love, or the podcast Mind Love, and particularly with the episode with Cindy Dale. So it was, uh, I think it was in 2020, but it's a really great episode. Um, See how your emotions resonate with your chakras. And just kind of sometimes just being aware of that can kind of help them to ease and to dissipate. I had to do this a lot when I changed uh, medications um, due to anxiety and especially, I'm going to be specific, when I had to change to an antidepressant, I had to make sure that I wasn't getting manic all of a sudden or that I wasn't getting depressed all of a sudden or that my moods were not changing suddenly. And there are lots of times where I had to listen in to my body to see like where mania or where um, anxiety usually resonated or where happiness or joy, genuine joy usually resonated. Um, You know, which particular chakras or chakra resonated. And just to be mindful that like, hey, I'm seeing that anxiety or angers stemming from my third chakra from you know from the third chakra from the navel chakra that's where I can kind of, you know, just when I bring that awareness and kind of think about, okay, with the third chakra, what does this represent? How can I contradict this? Or how can I kind of undo this? It kind of just eases a little bit into the background. Um, it's just, again, another mindful exercise that could be helpful for this particular tricky transit. Now, um, like I said earlier, this transit was occurring the uh, Saturday when I first read the chart of the moment. This was Saturday of last week. Um, as of today, it looks like both Mercury being the trickster that it is and Mars also being a trickster of sorts. Both of them have moved actually into Virgo. And um, they're now in Virgo at this time. They're both conjunct. So I think some of the themes of Venus retrograde are coming out, but I think now it's just impulsive words um, or impulsive thoughts, uh, really, when it comes to Mercury's um, archetype as well as Mars archetype. So again, being kind of, again, very aware of what you say to people and how you come across to people as well, too. Venus retrograde is still squared, though, uh, both Jupiter as well as Uranus right now. On um, The week before, it was also Mercury and Mars that was also squared, um, which for me led to, again, heavy, heavy eroticism when it comes to relating using this time to really actually experiment with, with with relating. I think this would actually come in kind of handy when it comes to Venus retrograde and Uranus. You know, kind of um, maybe experimenting with positive things of how to relate. Um, usually it's on the negative side when there's a square, but maybe coming to positive, you know, maybe um, experimenting with positive ways to relate and to relate to people. Maybe, um, you know, kind of giving somebody encouragement to where it doesn't look like it's weird or that it's, you know, extended in a weird or awkward way, but still maybe finding a way to connect with people by giving them encouragement as opposed to the example earlier, like kind of trying to get somebody's attention by cutting them off or by following closely behind them or doing something equally belligerent or combative that could really set that could really, you know, cause a chain reaction of events as well. So maybe um, I think the best way to clear this would be, you know, again, that, you know, experiment with positive ways to connect with people. I think also when it comes to Uranus squared Mercury, not Mercury uh, Venus retrograde. I think the also the other best thing is again to pull back and also once again kind of like with the Sun, think about your actions before you do them and think them through carefully. Maybe like slowing the speed that Uranus is providing to your thoughts and also to your social behavior and, you know, kind of slowing all of that down, kind of slowing the inspiration down and kind of seeing the bigger picture of what A, B, C, and D could do to X, Y, Z within relationships. Also, Venus retrograde is squared Jupiter. Now, a lot of different astrologers have given, you know, just Venus direct, square Jupiter, not a really big square. Um, because this is Venus retrograde, I do treat this differently. Um, you know, a lot of times excesses are, you know, I think it was Astro King that reminded me of excesses or, you know, like you know, excessive amounts of things. I'd say with um, Venus retrograde, maybe an excessive amount of drama, you know, leaning in towards drama and an excessive amount of leaning in towards negativity when it comes to relating to people. So I would say, again, um, when it comes to the drama, and especially since Venus retrograde is in Leo, um, and we're more prone to being dramatic, (laughs) yours truly not being exempt, (laughs) Um, you know, really, again, being very mindful of the drama. Um, Maybe the drama is just something that's really small. That's just blown out of proportion. Maybe, you know, like as my current um, manager always states to me, it's always a matter of perspective. Um, sometimes, you know, when it comes to particular, you know, snag, uh, when it comes to a particular fork in the road, it's just a matter of perspective as opposed to looking at it and getting frustrated, um, and seeing how this takes a ton more time, just looking at it. Oh, okay. You know, maybe like looking at it in a more positive way, like, oh, okay, here we go again, you know, um, You know, maybe not that easygoing, but, you know, kind of looking at um, the drama from a different perspective. Maybe it's a small matter that's really kind of getting charged in the relationship that can easily be fixed. But the best way, again, I have to reemphasize this stargazer is the best way to fix things, um, especially tensions with Venus retrograde right now. Is really to be calm, to still keep your calm, to still keep your cool, to make sure that, you know, you're still on an even keel with your partner and that you're on an even keel with everyone around you as well, too. Um, I feel like that's also where the the subtlety of how easy the situation could be fixed um, kind of becomes more clear. And, you know, you're, you're more able to act on that. Um, I would just say take the time that you need to make sure that you're, you're clear-headed, that you're calm before you move forward with resolving drama. And then, of course, what I was going to say with uh, Mercury and Mars conjunct would be the same things like kind of pulling back um, on impulse. Impulse. And really pulling back on what, you know, kind of watching what you say. I still think that this applies even though Mercury and Mars are no longer squared, Uranus and Jupiter. Um, but I still think it, it still comes into play because even with Mercury conjunct Mars, there's a tendency to say things really abruptly and really spur of the moment. And to be, you know, to kind of have the behavior behind those things that are being said, also erupting at the spur of the moment, and they're not necessarily on the positive note. So again, a good time to think about what you say before you say it. And especially if it seems like it's going to be hurtful, maybe it might be better to kind of not say anything at all, especially towards a loved one. Um, because I mean, especially with Mars, unfortunately with Mars um, and especially with uh, Mercury, whatever you say cannot be, especially if you say something really cutting, you say something really awful, it can't be undone. It's it's something you can't unring the bell. Um, it's one of those sort of situations. So I would just say just be super mindful at this time. So where it does seem like um, the planets, like almost all the planets were kind of getting on each other's nerves in this last week. Um, I mean, there was a lot of like opposition squares going on. There were like two trines. Um, So before we get into the trines and what's working for us, Um, I'll get into one last aspect which I kind of think has been delved into when it comes to remediating uh, Venus retrograde with Uranus squared and also just Venus retrograde in general but Venus is also in opposition to Saturn, so it seems like when it comes to relationships, brass tacks, rules, regulations are being in a t- or they're basically being separated, compartmentalized, in a tug of war with that of relationships and you know, kind of struggling with relationships right now. I'd say the biggest repair for this particular transit is kinda of like what we've been stating, um, remaining really super grounded during, uh, Venus retrograde. Um, especially since there's just a lot that we're all processing at this time, and especially also too um, because this is also Saturn retrograde opposite, you know, Venus retrograde. Everybody's like all the, you know, like I said, Saturn, um, Neptune, Pluto, and Venus are all retrograde right now. So it's like, we're going through a ton internally. Um, just really I would say, kind of staying grounded, um you know Saturn can also bring a sense of groundedness and a sense of stability, you know, kind of bringing bringing yourself back down to earth if you may, um maybe just staying really down to earth being practical being practical and then also just being really um just kind of grounded when it comes to interactions and just making sure that again, we're not in over excessiveness when it comes to the nastiness of Venus retrograde. Um, Particularly, I think the biggest thing is to look out for is the the drama, you know, especially with the, the Leo influence there. So another note that was interesting was that it must have been, there must have been like a partial eclipse or a lunar eclipse in Libra. Because uh, Chiron is exactly, I don't want to say exactly, but um, Chiron is actually in Aries at this time. Or not Chiron, sorry. The North Node is actually in Aries at this time. Um, So is Chiron. And also the Moon is in Aries at this time. So how I'm kind of seeing this, I'll start off with the North Node. So our purpose currently right now is that we're not really acting as much particularly when it comes to our lifelong goals. Now, our lifelong goals can be really different from those goals that we set within work. So like within work, we might have goals such as I'll generate certain amounts of thousands of dollars, Or, you know, I'll make sure I'm focused every day, or I'll make sure I'll get these projects done, or I'll make sure I'll I'll cover so many, you know, so many people or so many clients um, in this particular big project on this day, and then try on this day, you know, where um, goals in, you know, the workplace are really nice. Um, The goals that I'm pertaining to right now are... Lifelong goals, you know, kind of like the bucket list type of goals that we have for ourselves. Uh, For me personally, how I've been noticing this was that I had an inactivity for a while on working on my screenplays. I'm an aspiring screenwriter. I'm an aspiring writer in general. And I had a struggle with um, writing for a little while. So um, it was in the last month where it was just like, you know, let me just go ahead and just try to work with one screenplay. And maybe just, you know, one day over the weekend or just over the weekend, if I can, and just continue on with that. Um, but that's like one of my goals. That's kind of, you know, again, um, helping me to build momentum and purpose within this life, as well as working um, continually on new, fresh ideas. And actually, it's, it's interesting. When I work on my screenplays, sometimes ideas um, really become fresh for the the podcast as well, too. They're both like very, I think, they're. I think I can consider both to be very creative endeavors, but, uh, really working on more of my creative endeavors and kind of acting on that. But for many other people it could be just, um, working towards taking a vacation to Europe or working towards, um, you know, being more of a painter or a sculptor or just uh, doing something that they've really wanted to do. It's, it's, it's definitely very personalized. This is a perfect time right now when it comes to lifelong goals um, to really set them forward and to really set them in motion. Uh, the North Node in Aries is really encouraging that. And to have that lunar energy on top of that North Node is really super encouraging that, especially, um, today, um, it's just been really, you know, kind of snowballing that effect right now um, at this particular point in time, uh, within relationships, I would say, um, when it comes to the North node, definitely anything that you've been wanting to do is now's the time to set that in motion. And that will definitely help to bring purpose to the relationship as well as you know you never know it might it might be that that one thing that you do in that relationship that can set it uh, you know set the the flame going again and really help that relationship to build and to grow lifelong. Chiron is also an Aries, and Chiron usually the wound is that we are afraid that you know it's we're afraid that our actions. Have caused, kind of like with Sally Owens and Practical Magic, she's always afraid that her actions will cause a cataclysmic event because of her name. Um, And normally, this is a kind of a Chiron in Aries sort of thing, you know, just being afraid. To act of your own accord or being afraid to act of your own free will because you're afraid that your actions will cause a cataclysmic event or will, co- will jinx you somehow or cause, or cause a curse on yourself somehow. And really Chiron in this position is saying, do away with that fear and start acting of your own accord. Start acting of your own free will. You know, whatever track that you're on, whatever you're afraid of, you're on the right track and just move forward um, is really kind of what um, the the Chiron healing wound or the Chiron's message uh, for this particular time happens to be. And um, I would say within relationships, if you're afraid that everything that you do is wrong or, you know, you're just not doing the right things, set that to the side. And start, you know, maybe just doing something anyway. Um, You know, don't follow somebody closely or try to walk close to somebody in order to try to flirt with them. You know, maybe try, you know, something more positive. But clear the way for that. You know, or maybe you might have something more positive in mind. Clear the way to do that instead. And, you know, even if you stumble at first, um, again, just takes a lot of practice to really heal that Chiron, that Chironic wound, so to speak, that we're, we're undergoing currently. Okay, getting into the positive aspects. Well, not to say that the North Node and Chiron aren't positive aspects. Uh, they, they really are. But um, so along with Mars being in Virga, at this time, and now having Mercury conjunct, Mars is also trying to Jupiter at this time. So that also means that Mercury is trying to Jupiter. One interpretation of Mars trying to Jupiter is that, um, you know, you're kind of in the right place, you know, so that you it's kind of that your momentum and that your willpower is really paying off. You know your willpower is being mixed with the luck of Jupiter, so it seems like you're in the right time, in the right place, and a, a lot of right things are starting to happen for you, which is a, a nice thing to happen. I would say in a relationship, make sure that your willpower for the relationship, that your love, that your your oomph in the in the the relationship, is really strongly there, and make sure that you're expressing it. In what you feel is the right time and the right place with your partner. Or, you know, also if you're in a friendship group or with coworkers, if you feel that something is a really good action to do for your coworkers or for your friends Now's the time to do it. Now's that time to act. Um, So kind of the Mars trying Jupiter kind of really aligns nicely with the north node in Aries and the Chiron um, position in Aries. Just, you know, acting a little bit more, but acting more in positive ways, you know, in very good, positive ways, not in the negative just want, just want to make that clear. <laughs> um, and then also the last thing is, Pluto is also trined Jupiter and Uranus. So it looks like um, not only Venus retrograde is hogging the spotlight, but Jupiter and Uranus. Man, they're just like all the aspects are coming right back to them. But the the good news on this one is with Pluto retrograde, especially, uh, we're just so used to. Probing into our psyches, probing into our souls, or we've had to. I know for me, Pluto retrograde marks a time where my anxiety spun out of control. And I had to see my doctor again. Um, I also have, have had to see a therapist again. Um, it's, it's like, I'm kind of going back to square, you know, I've had to go back to square one, but you know, not a complaint at all. I kind of feel like I'm relearning some good habits when it comes to my anxiety. Plus it is on its way, um, to getting managed. So that's even, that's a bigger plus right there. But, um, I know with Pluto retrograde right there, I just feel like that was kind of like feeling like a crazy person, you know, going back to square one, feeling like a completely crazy person and then having to revamp everything. You know, I I think everything that I've worked towards since I was 17 years old, it was, it was really strange and just kind of interesting all in of itself. But, um, you know, as much as that's also caused me to probe very deeply, um, and really kind of keep an eye on myself and make sure that I'm okay, and that my well being is okay. um, It's really... Pluto retrograde is really heavy, dark stuff. You know, you're really probing into really heavy, dark material <laughs> and matter. That's why I said, you know, last time, that's why I just said, you know, give everybody their space. They're all dealing with their, their the skeletons in their own closet. But with the Trine uh, Jupiter, I kind of see that, you know, with um, the probing and with the, the stuff that's coming out, it's causing us to come to a better worldview of life. So my example is along with um, switching medications, I've also had to go into therapy. And sometimes with therapy it probes me to kind of have a nice little paradigm shift um, in kind of being a little more mindful about having generalized anxiety disorder and things that I would not have thought of before. And, um, you know, just kind of, you know, producing that paradigm and that worldview shift, which is always very nice. But in relationships, I think also, too, I I think with relationships, they've had to undergo a lot of heaviness, and a lot of darkness. And through that, we're kind of getting a, a nicer perspective. We're kind of getting a perspective that we can learn from and that can kind of immemorialize, I should say this again, immemorialize um, the whole experience that we're going through for 2023. And then the other course is Trine Uranus. And I think that really um, with the probing and with what's coming up, we're also finding inventive ways within relationships um, to handle some of the dark stuff that kind of comes out when it comes to Pluto retrograde as well. Well, Stargazers... This was the chart of the moment and how that relates to relationships. I do hope that is informative for you. If you guys have any questions or anything that you'd like to add, um, either feel free to leave it in the comment section of wherever you get um, your podcast. If there's a comment section, please feel free to leave that there. Or you can also contact me and reach out to me at either Misek, M-I-S-E-K, dot Sandra at gmail.com, or on my Instagram page, at Sandra dot that is M-I-S-E-K. Also, for as little as $2 a month, you can become a Patreon to this station, uh, visit patreon.com forward slash 7th House Astrology for more details. But otherwise, stargazers, uh, do not be afraid to look up at the stars. Right now, at the, at the last that I'd seen of the moon, it was like it was uh, half waning. Um, so it, it just a, a very lovely sight in and of itself. Also illuminating the stars that are out. I also just think too, with all the retrograde frenzy and the retrograde mess (laughs) that's really going on right now, it's just great to have that, you know, mindful kind of pause within the day and that mindful pause before bed to take a look and, and take a look up at the stars. But also we take a look at our origins of astrology, the 12 constellations in the sky, but also, Stargazers, with this retrograde time, uh, please be careful, and I do hope that you guys stay well, and, you know, like your health is nice and sound, and that you guys are staying well, and between now and next week, I will talk to you next week.